0: Welcome to the Design Doctor Podcast, where we talk about how to decorate, remodel, or build a home without losing your mind. I'm your host, Krisha Palmer, physician turned interior designer and life coach. So come on in and have a seat. Let's talk. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. I can't believe it's already that time of year. And before we get started on our topic, I just wanted to take a pause and tell you how thankful I am for you. I'm truly grateful that you take a few moments out of your day to listen to the Design Doctor podcast. And as always, if you have any requests for certain topics or any areas of decorating and design that you're struggling with, please email me at Krisha, K-R-I-C-I-A at Krisha.com and let me know. Let's dive into our topic today. Picture this. You're standing in your living room, and you realize it's time to finally do what you've always wanted to do for a long time, redecorate. So you look around, and you try to envision what you want. You know you want to change, but you're just not sure which way to go. So as most people do, your mind wanders to color. And you may even ask yourself, what colors do I want in this room? If this sounds familiar, I totally feel you. I've been there a million times. <laughs> and if you're like the majority of people, you choose colors based on two things. Number one, you think about what colors you like or dislike. We all have our preferences. Personally, and this is something that I don't share with a lot of people, I do not like the color purple. Purple. I like lavender and lilac, but I don't like rich deep purples and I don't like orange. Now, if I have a client that loves these colors, I can absolutely work with them and decorate with them, but for myself and my own home and my own spaces, they're just not colors that resonate with me, and you probably have a few that you can think about right now off the top of your head of colors that you just don't like, and this is typically what our mind goes to first when we're thinking about what colors do I want in this room. We think about what colors we like or dislike, and number two, we think about what colors are trending. And this is really evidenced by the questions I get all the time in various decorating and design Facebook groups, and these seem to be the two primary considerations. And while these are valid considerations, when we limit ourselves to thinking of color in this way, we totally miss out on utilizing the most powerful thing about color, how it influences our moods and emotions. If you're a regular podcast listener or have been following any of my content for a while, you probably already know that one of the things that I teach is to choose your paint color last. What most people do when they go to decorate a room is to choose a wall paint color first. And while you can do this, it's a lot more difficult because often you haven't decided what's going to be in the room. And here's the thing, your wall paint color should be pulled from what is in the room the various colors and the furnishings, pillows, rugs, drapery, and, and other things in the room. If you choose your paint color first, before you have any idea what's going into it, it's a lot harder to find all the furnishings and the rugs and the pillows that work with the color that you've already picked out. And I totally realize that even if you save this important step for last, which is what I always advise if possible, you still have to think about color when you're picking out what's going to go in the room, right? What color uh, sofa do I want? Or what color chair or rug? What colors do I want in my rug? So we do have to think about color on the front end, even though we're saving that final decision of what our wall paint color will be to the end. So when we are kind of keeping color in mind on the front end of our decorating process, Most of the time, we think about what colors we like or dislike, and we think about what colors are trending, but there's a much better way to think about color, and that's what we're going to explore in this episode. So when you're thinking about color, instead of just limiting it to, you know, what colors do I like or dislike, and what colors are trending, I want you to ask yourself two very important questions, and here they are. Number one how do I want this room to feel? And number two, what am I going to be using this room for? Now you might be wondering and thinking to yourself, why do I need to think about how I want the room to feel and what I want to use it for? I just want a color that looks pretty. But good design is about so much more than just looking pretty. Our environments have a huge impact on our sense of well-being, our mood and our productivity. It's been well studied and documented in design psychology literature, and a huge part of that impact is color. So in this episode we're exploring the psychology of color that we use in our homes and how it affects us because choosing colors is about so much more than just how it looks. So but before we go into specific specific colors and how they affect us, I want to give you a quick mini primer on color that you need to understand first. We cover this topic in depth in my Design Academy course, but here I'm just going to give you a brief overview. There are really three different aspects of color that you need to understand. Number one is called hue, and it's just the actual color itself. It's what makes yellow yellow and red red. So that's pretty straightforward, right? Number two is called chroma. And this is the degree of saturation of the color. The more saturated a color is, the more intense it is, and less saturated colors tend to have a more muted appearance because they have more gray in them. So if you think about the difference in the color of a plastic Halloween pumpkin, which is, you know, a very saturated bright orange, And the color of an orange that you would use maybe to decorate for Thanksgiving, which is a more muted, more burnt orange, this is, you're seeing a difference in saturation or chroma. So we have hue, we have chroma, and number three, we have value. Value is just the lightness or the darkness of a color. So when you have a specific color and you add white to it, what happens? It gets lighter, right? So it has a light, it has a higher value. And if you add black to it, it gets darker. It's still the same color. It's still the same hue, but it's the value or the lightness or the darkness of the color that has changed. So just keep this in mind. This is just a really quick overview of these three aspects of color. And keep this in mind as as we go throughout the rest of the episode. So hue, chroma, and value. And differences in any of these areas can really influence our moods and emotions. So what I want to do is just go through the different colors and talk about how they do influence our mood and emotion and why that's important to really consider when you're picking colors for your room. Let's start off with one of my favorites, reds. (laughs) So reds tend to invoke feelings of courage passion love excitement strength activity and movement it's linked to strong emotions like love anger and desire and at the same time it can indicate danger violence and aggression it can give us the energy to take action it's associated with power think of the red sports car And it can increase anxiety and stress, and it actually can increase blood pressure and respiratory rate and stimulate appetite. Red tends to attract attention more than any other color, and it's been shown that red can also somewhat degrade analytical performance. So taking into consideration all of these things, I wouldn't choose red. For a primary bedroom color, right? Because I want to relax and decompress in my bedroom. And a lot of this is intuitive, right? Most of us wouldn't necessarily choose a red for a primary bedroom color, but believe it or not, (laughs) I was looking at homes with a friend of mine a long time ago, and we were touring this home that she was considering, and the primary bedroom was red. I don't want to know uh, why, but you know... (laughs) but probably not the best choice for a room where you really want to relax and decompress. On the other hand, we do see a lot of red, or at least red accents in restaurants fast food restaurants, because it, because it can be associated with energy to take action and stimulate the appetite. It's actually a, a good color to use in certain types of commercial settings where you want people to come in, eat their food, and then leave because the turnover is quick. So it's really interesting to me how we can use color in these different environments to create a certain mood, and we can do the same thing in our home. Let's move on to Violet. So violets make us think of royalty, nobility, power, drama, opulence, and mystery. It combines the stability of blue, and we'll talk about blue in a a minute, and the energy of red. So if you have a room where you want to feel dramatic and a little mysterious, violet or some shade of violet might be a good consideration. What about oranges? Orange can make us feel cheerful. Orange is very stimulating and exciting. It can symbolize rejuvenation, communication, positivism, enthusiasm, and creativity. It also has been shown to enhance extroversion so that we're more willing to let go of inhibitions and express freely. It combines the energy of red and the happiness of yellow. So what do you think would be a good room or environment to use an orange in, now that you know this? I think of possibly um, a kid's playroom. I'm thinking it would be great, not necessarily as the primary, like, wall color, but I'm just talking about using colors, whether it be the wall color or it could be, you know, a predominant color in the furnishings and the fabrics in the room. But knowing that it's stimulating and enhances creativity and allows freedom of expression, it would be a great choice for a kid's playroom. Let's move on to greens. Greens tend to symbolize nature, serenity, hope, peace, and security. Green promotes connection. It can be invigorating, relaxing, and have a very calming effect on us. It also can help us to think creatively. So knowing this, and, you know, we see lots of green used in healthcare environments, and this is the reason. It's because it gives us a sense of hope, peace, and security, which in an otherwise, what could be an anxiety-producing setting, you're going to the doctor, you're in a hospital, you're sick, uh, and that's why greens and blues, which we'll talk about in a minute, are used a lot in healthcare settings. So if you have a space in your home where you just want a relaxing, harmonious, calming feeling, whatever that room is, maybe it's a sunroom, maybe it's a, a living room, the color green would promote that environment. Let's move on to Yellow. Yellows inspire optimism, warmth, enlightenment, and communication. When we see yellow, we think of fresh ideas and creativity. If you think about the yellow light bulb imagery that you see, it always symbolizes new ideas. It symbolizes intellect, joy, and happiness. Yellow also has a warming effect, so it can stimulate mental activity And generate muscle energy. I chose a shade of yellow for the stripes that I painted in my home office. And the reason I did that is because this is a creative field. So when I'm in my home office, I want to feel warm, I want to have lots of ideas, I want to be creative and joyful as I work. And so that's why I chose yellow for the stripes in my office. The thing about yellow that you have to be careful about though is if it's overused, it can have a disturbing effect. And it's been shown that babies cry more in yellow rooms, which is really interesting. When I was preparing this podcast, I automatically thought of this old movie that I think has since been remade, but I saw it when I was a little girl and it had a profound effect on me. I went back and watched the remake recently, but it's called The Yellow Wallpaper. <laughs> it's a very symbolic movie, but um it's about this woman who is her family thinks she's ill and she stays in this room in the home is kind of confined to the house in this room with yellow wallpaper. And she slowly sort of loses her mind over time. It's very symbolic, but I thought, you know, yellow wallpaper and the fact that if it's overused, it can have a disturbing effect. I just thought that was, that was interesting. If you haven't seen that, uh, it's, it's very intriguing. It's slow, but intriguing. You might want to check it out. Okay, so that's yellow. Let's move on to blue, which, of course, is my favorite, and I don't think I've ever met anyone who did not like blue. <laughs> it's almost universally loved. So blue symboli- symbolizes serenity, truth, loyalty, formality, repose, tranquility, sky, and depth of sea. It can lower the heart rate and metabolism. And I think for these reasons, it's just a very popular, very timeless color. We've gone through a lot of colors. Let's move on to some neutral colors and talk about how they can influence us. Let's start with white. So white can symbolize purity sophistication, freshness, wholeness, innocence, elegance, and serenity. It actually invites reflection, openness, and awakening. It's associated with cleanliness and order. So if you think about how you feel when you see some of these spaces online that are very minimalistic and they're very light and they're white and uh, how that, just think about how that makes you feel when you see those photos, and think about how you feel when you're, if you were in that environment. It's very calming, right? It's very orderly. You feel at peace when you're in that space, and a lot of that has to do with the use of the color white. Let's move on to grays. So grays give us a sense of intelligence, sophistication, they can also symbolize high tech and gloom okay so you know grays were really popular over the past i would say 10 years and now they're sort of on their way out and as you know i don't really pay attention to a lot of color trends i'm aware of them but that's not how i choose color i have been in gray rooms that are gorgeous and sophisticated and um, are very inviting and then I've been in other gray rooms where maybe a cooler gray is used uh, specifically in a physician's office recently that just looked very cold and imposing so gray is one of those depending on the saturation depending on the undertones and the value of the gray can kind of go either way so I think gray is one you really have to be careful with let's move on to black So black is really versatile. It can symbolize sophistication, night, mystery, power, and elegance. Interior designer Jan Showers said, every room needs a touch of black just as it needs at least one antique piece. And I love that quote. She's one of my favorite designers. And last, what about brown? Browns make us think of earth, wood, warmth, comfort, security. So if you have a room where you want to feel those things, you want to feel warm and comfortable and secure and stable, and you want this kind of natural earthiness, then consider using shades of brown. So that's just kind of an overview of most most colors and kind of the effect that they have on us. I want to talk for just a second about a few other color psychology principles, um, and that is number one, cool colors. So greens and blues tend to expand a space. So they make a space seem larger and more expansive, whereas warmer colors like yellows, reds, oranges can tend to enclose a space and give a sense of enclosure and security and warmth. So that's also important to remember. Are you choosing a cool color or a warm color and how is that going to affect how you feel in the room? Another important principle to remember is that less saturated, remember we talked about chroma in the beginning, so something that's more muted, something that has more gray in it, less saturated, lighter colors tend to relax us, like a sage green. But more saturated colors that are not as light or maybe a little darker tend to be energizing. For example, a kelly green. So think about a sage green, and how you would feel in a room that is sage green versus how you would feel in a room that's Kelly Green. What different activities might you feel like doing in those rooms? Thinking about it in this way can really, really help help you and facilitate your, your color selection for the different rooms in your home. So I want to give you a real life example that came up when I was working on a home office design for a client. She came to me wanting a dark, moody office, and I paused because, I, first of all, I always ask my clients to share their Pinterest boards with me, and all of her inspiration images featured dark navy rooms, and I was immediately curious about this, and now that you've listened to your, this podcast, you probably understand why. Knowing about the psychology of color, I just wanted to explore this with her and make sure that this was going to be a wise choice for her. Because blues, as we know, make us think of tranquility, repose, formality. Um, They can be very calming and lower the heart rate and metabolism. And particularly a dark, moody blue that's going to feel more moody and dramatic. I wanted to make sure that those... That's how she wanted to feel when she was in the room. And if she were working on, let's just say, charting or paying bills or whatever work she's doing in her home office, that that was going to be how she wanted to feel when she's doing those things. And it's different for everybody. For me, like I said, I painted yellow stripes in my office. I need to feel creative and energized as I work on my design projects. But because it's different for everybody, I just wanted to clarify. So we talked about the psychology of color and I asked her, just picture yourself in that room. What are you going to be doing? She described the different tasks that she's doing in her office. And I said, okay, now if you're in a dark, moody space... Do you think you're going to feel like doing those things? Is that going to affect you a way, you know, for me, I would probably just want to go curl up and go to sleep somewhere or have a glass of wine in my dark moody room, but everyone's different, right? So these are the information that I've given you are, um, how it generally affects us. So you just want to be honest with yourself and ask that question of yourself. And she actually told me, yes, I really do. That's what I want. I can totally thrive and work in that environment. So we went for it, but it's always good to question it and really explore, you know, how do I want to feel in this room? What am I using this room for before you decide? So the next time you find yourself standing in your room, looking around, wondering what color you want in the room, make sure you ask yourself, how do I want to feel in this room? And number two, what am I going to be doing here? And is this color going to affect me the way I want it to in order to be productive and to do whatever I want to do in this room? That's all I have for you today. Happy Thanksgiving, happy decorating, and I'll see you next week. If you're a woman physician who loves all things design and decorating, be sure to check out my private Facebook group, House Calls for Physicians, Or you can visit my website at www.housecallsforphysicians.com.